Hey, my name is Andrea Smith, and I am the pastor of West Church Lake Norman, and we are so glad that you are checking out this message or this podcast, either on demand or on one of the podcast stations. If you would, we'd love for you to go check us out on YouTube and and give our page a like and subscribe to our page or or subscribe to our podcast. We are a church that is based on being real, real life things that we talk about. We are a bunch of real people. I am as real as they come. But we believe that God loves all people in very real ways. And so the messages that we talk about, the things that we talk about, are things to help you in your life have the best life that you were created to have here on earth. So thanks for joining in, and we hope you find this message meaningful and relevant for your life today. Sometimes in life, we encounter difficult people. There's no reasoning, no logic. Relationships with them simply seem impossible. Start off the new year with helpful insight on productive conversations, practicing empathy, and dealing with people when mean seems to be a defining word. You can park! Why? I'm taking your car. What? No, no, you can't take my car. This is my car. You can't take my car. What are you doing, dude? It's my car. So we are in the middle of a message series called The Karens and the Chads. And first of all, we apologize to anyone that is named Karen or Chad. What a really crappy stereotype that have been attributed to people with those names. And it means someone that is high demand, uh, never happy, somebody that's always that person that's like, I demand to speak to the manager. I am not happy. You have to make me happy. People that are very entitled, uh, people that are very... uh, just not able to ever be at peace with what they have. And they're just, frankly, sometimes pretty mean. Truth is, in our lives, we all have to deal with difficult people And sometimes we cannot extricate ourselves from those relationships. Those mean people are either our boss, a colleague, a family member, and you you dread those Thanksgiving meals when you know that your uncle that's just not a nice person is going to show up and everybody has to endure the meal with him. Uh, He's just a mean person. We have to deal with mean people in our lives. And so we thought for a few weeks here at West Church Lake Norman that we would talk about that. Last week, if you didn't have a chance to check out that message, I would invite you to go back and do that. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us a like there on YouTube or on the podcast that station that you listen to. But last week, we talked about the number one aid, the number one, the best medicine for mean people is called empathy. And empathy and sympathy are different. Sympathy is when you just look at the situation and you're like, oh yeah, I feel bad for them or I hate that for them. But empathy is when you actually take off your shoes and you jump right in, feet first into their shoes and you see how they live, what they are involved in, what might make them think and feel the way that they are feeling. When we have empathy, 
It changes the dynamics. I don't care how mean someone is. Hurting people always hurt people and can guarantee you that uh, mean people often, even if they're not aware of it, they are hurting deep down within and they take their hurt out by being mean. Now, so that's what we talked about last week. This week, we're going to talk about, so what happens to us when people are mean to us and how there is an innate response. We are actually hardwired to respond in a certain way. Every single human being on this earth, it is actually a scientifically proved thing. It is a part of us and how we have evolved over the millions of years of uh, humanity and mammal and uh, stuff's existence. We have evolved with this innate response that when someone hurts us, it is our gut reaction to seek revenge, to bring harm to them. We seek revenge when we experience pain. It is in our moments of pain, actually, that we start thinking and feeling that that desire to seek revenge. So I want to show you something. This also was in the Faith Infusion box. That's a box that we send out to folks at the beginning of every new message series, every four to six weeks, and it has spiritual content in there. It has things to go along with the message series. We just... We designed this for our online worshiping community. If you do not get and subscribe to our faith faith subscription boxes, we would invite you to type that in the chat room. Let us know that you would like to be on the mailing list for this. It's a really cool thing. It has meditation questions. It has a QR code for a playlist. It has different things that go along with the messages each week. Um, Like next week, we're going to talk about the high road and taking the high road. So you have this handy dandy little car and your own road in there. But today we are talking about seeking revenge, and I want to talk about what revenge does to us. Now remember, it's when we're hurting that we are determined to seek revenge, and it is an innate human response. Like when we are hurt, it is our response, our inkling to try to hurt someone else, but that is not good because look at what happens. So I'm going to write down some personal situations that uh, have happened to me over the last year or so. And I want you to think about this pantyhose is my intestine. All right. It's your intestine too. And this little ball is one of the painful experiences that I have gone through. And I'd invite you, as I'm writing down my painful experiences, I'd invite you to write down yours as well. These are all situations that have been hurtful to me. And they are situations that I have spent a lot of time thinking about and pondering. And every time one of these things happened, I guarantee you I spent at least two to three hours trying to think about what my response would be and how I wanted to get 
revenge. And the point of revenge was not necessarily like to bring physical harm to them, but I wanted to prove that they were wrong and I was right. And so each of these, you know, balls represents a situation. And then, like, if this is our intestine, look at what physically happens to our bodies when we allow stress and negative things to consume us on the inside. We get all twisted up. Our stomach hurts. Ulcers end up developing if you can't deal with stuff like this in a healthy manner in an ongoing way. Science and studies have shown that stress does horrific things to our bodies. And so, first, I want us to recognize that when bad things happen to us, we want to seek revenge. We, we get like one of these white ping pong balls, and, and that is that issue. And we hold on to it, and sometimes that issue gets bigger and bigger and bigger because we fixate on it more and more and more. And when we do that, it actually becomes worse than it originally was. And then it just gets trapped in in our bodies and in our minds, and it consumes us. It keeps us off balance. Revenge is never a good thing. Just because somebody hurts us or embarrasses us or brings pain to us, we need to find a way to not want to do that back to them. I really want us to remember that there are some important reasons that we should not seek revenge. First of all, like remember that whole evolution thing? Like it is a primitive barbaric response. It is a savage response. Think about the animals out in the wild. Like every time, uh, a couple of times when we've been in Uganda, we had the privilege uh, of going on safari. And the first time we went, it was all beautiful and all the little animals were just, you know, frolicking out across the, the land. And then the second time we went on safari, all of a sudden, this like hyena started chasing a wildebeest. I mean, it was like we were living out the Lion King. And all of a sudden, it attacked the the wildebeest, and it was like on all fours, and it was killing it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't want to bring us to Uganda on a safari to see this animal kill this other animal. Like, our whole van went absolutely silent and quiet. And then the guide said, It's just part of the circle of life. Like, it just happens. It may just happen in the animal world. But we are humans, and we have evolved a little bit past that savage, barbaric response as a need to protect ourselves. There are other ways to protect ourselves instead of, like, going and trying to attack the perpetrator the material and psychological and spiritual cost of revenge can be just devastating. You know, school boards are political institutions, right? Like people that get on school boards are elected bodies. 20 years ago, there was a tumultuous period in a surrounding area's school board. 
the school system was experiencing a tremendous amount of success, and they were known all around for uh, the, the good that was happening. It was a, a rather impoverished school system. So the fact that they were gaining notoriety and they were their test scores were off the charts and all this kind of stuff, lots of people were moving to this area because the schools were just stellar. They had an amazing superintendent that had grown up in that school system, gone away, gone to college, worked in other systems, and then came back as the superintendent. I mean, it was just, it was like nirvana. It was the perfect thing. Well, anytime it's a political organization, there's always different sides, right? So a couple of people started running on the platform that they wanted to fire the superintendent and all of the superintendents like cabinet or his upper level employees. And so if you're trying to liken that to like our government system, it'd be like wanting to fire the president and the cabinet, okay? So they this... A couple of people ran on this platform of firing like this whole group of people. Now, three people ran on this platform. Only two actually won. Only two people won the school board seats. And it was like, I think, a seven-seat board. Now, one of the employees that knew that these two people, two out of seven, the odds are not in their favor, that these two people were elected, it just consumed him. It was like this crazy, crazy obsession. Like he found out where they lived. He did silly things like started sending random magazines to their house and filling out, you know, requests for orders online. I mean, it was like messed up stuff. I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, that is a little crazy. But he was so consumed with his hatred and wanting to get back at them because of what they've said and what they were going to try to do. It put a rift in his marriage. His kids began to tell him what an angry person he had become. He became a recluse. And his leadership in the church started to wane because he was so focused on all this negativity. That is what happens if we aren't careful and if we want to get back at somebody because they've hurt us. It cost us. It cost us with our physical health. It cost us with our mental and our spiritual health. There is some comfort that comes in killing that which has hurt you. But it is a cold comfort. It will destroy things inside of you that the original pain would have never, ever harmed. When we get revenge, if we actually do it, I mean, like, the satisfaction, it's this big. But life is, like, this big. And that instant gratification will never carry us through the long journey. This thing called life, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And as we run the race, just like the Apostle Paul talked about, we are going to encounter difficult things. There are always going to be hurdles. There are always going to be difficult people. 
But what if we started looking at those hurdles and that difficult people instead of just as something so detrimental and so harmful, instead think about them as being life-giving because they can push us to grow and be stronger. That's one of the suggestions that I have for you when you think about revenge. Rob Bell is a very controversial pastor. I love his stuff. He was a very, very fundamentalist pastor. And then the more he started studying scripture and theologians and ancient church church history and science, the more his mind was blown. And he's like, wait, I've missed the mark. We, we've missed the mark. Like, this whole judgmental thing about religion, I think, I think religion's about so much more. And so he's written some really powerful books. He has this quote about revenge. Check it out. When someone wrongs us, we rarely, if ever, want to do the exact same thing back. Why? Because we want to do something that's even more harmful. Revenge always escalates. Like we're in the pain of the situation and then when we want to get it back, get back at them, I mean, really that phrase, I want to stick it to you and, and I'm going to make sure that I hurt you just a little more than you hurt me because I want to make my point and I want my pain, I'm going to project my pain onto you. And I want to prove to you that I am right. But the kicker is that Jesus, when he came and when he lived and when he talked, he did not teach that it's all about being right. In fact, Jesus never said, okay, you are here so that you can be right. Instead, he taught us to be gracious. To be gracious and loving so when they wrote the book of Second Peter, when they were writing that letter, they put some powerful words in there about being right that is our scripture verse for this morning. Do not pay back evil for evil and do not give back insult for insult. Instead, give blessing in return. You were called to do this so that you might inherit a blessing. Now, I want to be really clear, this does not mean, Scripture's not saying that if you don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult, like money is going to come just falling down your sky like you just won the jackpot at the casino or won the raffle. What it does mean is when we can find it within ourselves to offer love and empathy and grace instead of retribution and anger and hate and revenge, a blessing will happen in our lives. And that blessing, a promise, a promise will be one of love and peace. That's why when Jesus taught us, you know, don't repay evil for evil, but instead repay evil with good. You're not called to tolerate the people that are mean to you or insult you, you're actually called to love them. And loving them means turning the other cheek, looking at it from their shoes, walking a mile in their shoes, giving them the coat off your back, even if you hate them. 
Love is the action we're always supposed to take. And if we do, we are the ones who are changed. I promise you, nothing good ever comes from revenge. And now look, if none of this makes you feel better, okay, if, none of, if this is all like, you know, just um, Pollyanna, uh, just frou-frou words, and you're like, you must not really know what it's like to be hurt um, this is about me, this is about how I feel, well then, let me give you just a, a different way of looking at it. When people are really mean to you, there are always people watching, people that you have the opportunity to influence. We all live this life and we all will leave a legacy and we will all leave an influence in our wake. So what if you think about it this way? The meaner that someone is to you, the more you have an opportunity to let your inner self, your inner light shine. And the more you have the opportunity to show the world who and what you are made of. We're not trying to win noble badges, right? We're trying to live a life that mimics the life of Jesus who was the ultimate one that never sought revenge. But his lessons are more than just a checklist. His lessons are like, look, if you will live this way, if you will love, not tolerate, if you will be willing to go the extra mile, turn the other cheek. You will have this contentment and this inner peace and your inner light will shine so big. You have no idea what your life is going to be like and what kind of blessings you're going to feel and experience if you're willing to do that hard work and turn the other cheek. And when folks are mean to us, we really do have that opportunity to make that conscious choice. What road are we going to take? And the meaner they are, the more you do have your light and have an opportunity to let it shine. And if you'll let it shine, I promise, the changes that happen within you they're game changers. They're transformational. In a world where revenge is a natural just response, I would invite us all to be unpredictable. Don't be predictable and exact what they give you. Instead, Maybe show a little of that, kill them with kindness. Be unpredictable. Show love and not tolerance. The high road makes people uncomfortable, but it's the one that we are called to take because guess what? And this is like my favorite quote from this whole series. Andy Stanley said this. When this story, when this drama that you're in with someone else, when it is all said and done 
and it is nothing left but a story to tell, what do you want your story to be? When it is all said and done, and this drama, this BS, this mess, is nothing left but a story to tell. What do you want your story to be? I want mine to be that even in the crappiest of circumstances, even when she was mad or sad or defensive, after a few minutes of working through those very human emotions, she always erred with love and grace. Be unpredictable. And when it's all a story left to tell, make sure your story that you're going to tell and that will be told about you is a good one. Let us pray. Gracious God, revenge feels like it's going to be a good thing because anytime we can bring some closure when we've been hurt, it feels good. But it only feels good for like a nanosecond and then we just are in a mess just as big as it was when we started, if not bigger. The things that we're holding on to, God, the relationships that are hard or the ways that people have hurt us that end up like knots in our stomachs, help us identify those and then help us let go of them by practicing empathy and not just tolerating them but loving them so that we can be the people that you've called us to be and live the life that you've called us to live. We offer our prayers in Christ's name who taught us how to not seek revenge. Amen.